that was right. Jesus's reality growing up as a child was that he right. had this huge extended family of sorts mm-hmm. um, that our kids might not have the opportunity to experience, but that we can surround ourselves with other families in our community, yes. in our church, in our schools. And that's that's the communion he invites us into. Amen. Right. That is the body of Christ. It is regardless of what that looks like, it's gonna look dysfunctional because all families are this side of heaven, (laughs) right? But we are all part of that one body. Regardless of our role, regardless of our health, we are all part of that one body. This episode of Beyond Sunday is brought to you by Assumption University in Windsor, Ontario. One of Canada's most historic Catholic institutes of higher learning, tracing its origins to 1857. Learn more about their online graduate diploma in Catholic studies by going to assumptionu.ca or follow them on Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, or Instagram. Welcome to Beyond Sunday, a podcast for parents like us, striving to weave the Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week. I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. And I'm your other co-host, Rocky McCormick. Grab all your 2024 swag and those new planners, journals, and pretty pens we know you have. And join us as we talk, laugh, and reflect on our experiences raising Catholic families and discovering God in our everyday lives. Happy almost new year, Nicole. Woo! Can you believe it's been almost a year since, well, it has been a year. We're in the 53rd week. Yes. It's been a year since we began. Yes, this is our 53rd episode. And with this episode, we will actually be saying farewell to the podcast studio. We will. But not to Ron, because we're still going to come hang out sometimes. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure Ron is going to look forward to that. (laughs) He's going to be like, oh, it's those two. I know. (laughs) You again. (laughs) (laughs) So this is our last episode of the Beyond Sunday podcast, um, but it's not the end of 52 Sundays, which I think is really important. Every year you've got 52 Sundays, Nicole. It is. It's not the end of time, so 52 Sundays continues, right? Yes. Yeah, it is bittersweet in the moment, but you know, it's also not the end of the conversation or the work of bringing the light of Christ to the world in and through our families. Yeah, so even though you won't be hearing from us every week here on the podcast, um, if you haven't already, definitely give Unleash the Gospel a follow on their social media channels because we will continue to be posting family-related material, liturgical living-related material, and just like human related material. So you'll see posts, reels, articles uh, for families on the regular, even without the regular weekly podcast. Yeah, and again, continue to reach out to the families in your parish and in your neighborhood, because yes. as much as we want to see you on the socials, we want you to be social. Absolutely. Right? Yes, absolutely. And, and keep using 52sundays.com. It's such a great oh, resource. 100%. 2024 is going to go live any minute now. And uh, it actually, it's, it's probably, probably already, already live by now. And and you'll be able to to kind of like continue this process of checking it out a couple days in advance, getting ready for Sunday, and mm-hmm. then weaving those things beyond Sunday. Right, to be intentional Absolutely. in the way that we create young disciples and continue to live as disciples. Yeah. So before we get into the heart of the episode, I thought since we're closing out the year and we've talked a lot about gratitude, I thought maybe we could each pull out something from our virtual gratitude jar to share. Um, Looking back on this year, what is one thing that you are grateful for, Nicole? Ooh, there's a lot actually. You know, thinking back on the year, I think there's a lot to be grateful for, but Mm -hmm. I think I'm gonna go ministry-minded here. Okay. And I'm gonna think about the work I do as a lay minister here in the Archdiocese. And I'm gonna say that I'm most grateful for having the opportunity to meet and learn from and hear from so many 
Catholic families, parents, um, you know, moms, dads, even grandparents who I've been able to come to their parish and give a presentation or have mm. a conversation with them via email or on the phone mm-hmm. or meet them at another parish function and really have an opportunity to talk a little bit about the podcast, but mostly to hear about their personal experiences and you know the struggles and the joys that they've mm-hmm. encountered this year too. It's just such a gift to to really be in the thick of of that family life for so many people and to be able to um, to know more about what people are struggling with, to be able to pray with them and for them. Yeah, it's been it's been a real joy. I'm very grateful for my job. Wonderful. You know, you would think since I'm asking the question, I, I would have considered <laughs> what I wanted my answer to be ahead of time. Let's hear it, Rocky. I did no not. <laughs> I did not. No, I think in a somewhat similar vein, not exactly, this has been a year of a lot of transitions for our, our family and for me personally. And I think that what I am really grateful for is the recognition of just how closely I am held in the hand of God and how much he prepares the way before me, Mm -hmm. that he anticipates the things I could never anticipate. And even if it's painful in the moment, even if there's some hurt from uh, the experience that, that God has prepared a path of goodness and just how much goodness and peace he brings if we're willing to follow. Yeah. You know, whether it's for me, whether it's in our parenting journey, all of it, that that God has provided for us. Absolutely. In such a faithful way. Yeah, absolutely. And looking forward, this coming Sunday is the Feast of the Holy Family. It right? Is. It's the, it's going to be New Year's Eve. Um, we're going to celebrate the Holy Family. We're going to ring in 2024 that night. Mm-hmm. And then it's still Christmas, right? right. Like we're still celebrating. Those 12 days of Christmas. All the way to Epiphany. So yes. it's really a, a wonderful time to think, look back and think on all of those mm-hmm. things that we are so grateful for and we're so blessed to have experienced yeah. and carry that extra exciting feasting of the whole Christmas season into 2024. And you know, we talked about this at the beginning of last year, um, or I guess this year, I don't know, when we started, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we talked about like, bring that gratitude back and bring it into the the new year. Yeah, Empty out those gratitude jars if you have them, read through your journals if you have them, and begin again. Yeah, And again and again and again, because sometimes you got to restart. And, and I think we talked about this on one of our very first episodes, but I always like to describe it to my kids when we talk mm-hmm. about the liturgical calendar. I I describe it as a spiraling staircase. Yeah. And so every year we come back around, but mm-hmm. we take it one step deeper. Yeah. Right. We, we're coming at it from it a makes different makes me think of interior experience. castle. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're coming back around, but we're going to take it one step deeper. Like what right. have we what have we gained? What have we gleaned mm-hmm. from this? previous year's experience and how can we take that and apply it to what we're going to do as we enter into a new year. And this is a beautiful time to do that. Yes. To sit with the Lord as we celebrate the Holy Family, as we celebrate Mary, the mother of God on the the first of January. Yes. Yes. Like, wait, what day is (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what day are we doing that? I know. Where are we? But but this is another good time too, as we're kind of like wrapping up this whole season of the podcast and we're moving into 2024. I thought it would be a good time to revisit some of our big thoughts and encouragements over this last year and how the Holy Family has really set that example for us. You know, they've they've given us these core components of what does it really mean to be a family living out their faith in the real world? And, And what does that mean for us going into 2024? Right. And we've definitely had some themes as we look back on our 
on our season. What? We say the same things over and over again? <laughs> Not always. And sometimes in a new way. And sometimes I have a new song that pops in my head. Or sometimes we're just reminded that Rocky is highly food motivated. <laughs> and I have control issues. <laughs> Those are not the things that we're going to be revisiting. Okay, carry on. (laughs) So I think one of the big themes that has come from our conversation over the, the whole year, and really from 52 Sundays and the whole inspiration behind 52 Sundays, is that we should be living intentionally in the lives we have right now. Yes. I think my tendency is to have a vision for what I'd like to see in the future or to dwell in the past, but God is asking us to be intentional about the way that we are living right now. Yes. And you know, I even think of like the Our Father, give us this day our daily bread. Like he gives us what we need for the moment. He gives us the grace for the moment, not for three years from now, but for right now. Yeah, you know, that's a really good thought. And and in prayer just just earlier this week in adoration, I really mm-hmm. heard the Lord saying like, it's okay to sa- to decide that what's good enough is good enough. Yes, that right? came up in a talk I was giving <laughs> for Advent too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes that's that's the best we have, and it's the best that we're going to get, right. and that's okay. He's not asking for our perfection; he's asking for our faithfulness. Amen. Right, and it makes me think of um, a quote from Saint Gianna Mola too. You know, live wholly the present moment. Mm-hmm. That's all we can do. We can't go back and fix what we got wrong. Yeah yesterday or three years ago. Yeah. And we can't guarantee that we're going to get it right tomorrow. Sure. And we have to be willing to, again, let go of some of that control yeah. and, and say, like, this is as good as it's going to be right now, and yeah. I'm going to be okay with that. And the, and the, a perfect example that I bring up all the time whenever this topic comes up is that every Saturday, I let my 14-year-old clean the bathrooms. <laughs> Does he clean them as well as I would? No. No. Do I go back in there and re-clean them? Also, no. Right. And that probably stresses some of you out just hearing that, right? Like, what? <laughs> we do that too. What That's do you mean our, you don't our go oldest back cleans and the bathroom. It. And unless there's something magnificently wrong with what, yes. <laughs> what happened, yes. it's and just good enough for the week. Exactly. And my reasoning is twofold. One is it would drive me crazy mm-hmm. to have to keep going back in there. And, it, and I'd probably end up building up some resentment. Like, oh, oh my gosh, why can't right? this kid yeah. just clean the bathroom the way I want to? And secondly, what kind of message am I sending to him if yeah. I'm continually going back in and correcting it? 100%. Right? So like, we're working on, this is good enough for right now. Yeah. Yeah, we're okay with that. Well, and of course we equip them, give yes. them the skills and the knowledge and we teach them how to do it and then they exactly. have to learn. Yes. It takes practice, just like it takes practice for us to be disciples. Amen. Right. And part of that is setting boundaries. And we oh, talked yes. about that over and over through the year, that you have to discern as your family, what are the boundaries that we have? Mm-hmm. How are we going to set limits? so that we really are able to be intentional and present to what is in front of us. Um, not waiting for everything to be perfect. Yeah. Because that's just not gonna happen this side of heaven. Yeah. Being open to continually improving. Mm-hmm. Again, that humility, yeah. right? To be intentional is to also be self-aware. Yeah. And speaking of self-awareness, I think that kind of ties right into our second really big idea that we've Mm -hmm. discussed on many episodes, and that's really honoring the unique gifts and charisms and spiritualities of our spouses and our Mm -hmm. children, and understanding that not every family is the same. Right. We're not all cookie cutter. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Uh, You might still have some Christmas cookies at your house. Yes. But we are not all cookie cutters. And even those cookies don't all look alike. They don't, right? Even if you use the cutter. 
they they all kind of bake differently. And if you've decorated cookies this holiday season, or if you're about to, because it's still Christmas, yes. and we definitely hold off on gingerbread houses until right about now. Oh, nice. Um, if you do any of that, you know that your kids probably have their own decorating style, right? You have that one kid who's like <laughs> if you can call it a style. meticulous, and then you have that other kid who just like leaves a whole mountain of frosting on top of the cookie, and yes. it's there's so much frosting on it, it's like three dimensional. <laughs> Oh, looks like a three-dimensional sculpture made out of sugar. <laughs> and then you have the one who's like puts like one sprinkle on and is like, I'm done. I just want to eat the cookie. Right. I'm so done with this. Right. Last year, one of my kids took a star cookie and made it a biblical, a biblically correct oh. cookie, like an angel. So they put, put like 12 eyeballs eyes? on it. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. He thought that was excellent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, just remembering that all of our families look different, that there's no one way for us to right. seek um, God's will, right? Like we were all called to do this differently. And again, even with the Holy Family as our inspiration, we aren't called to do the exact same things as the Holy Family. We're supposed to have the same disposition. Yes. To be able to respond to God when he calls as he calls. Yes. Right. Like I think of St. Joseph who spoke not a word in the Bible. There were no words. Mm-hmm. Zero. He was a very silent man according to the Gospels. But when God spoke to him in a dream, he listened. Yes. Right. And he protected and he provided Yes. He's like the ultimate introvert, right? Right. Yes, he, he has no words. See, that's no. why that's why my husband loves him so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. But again, like even Mary, all all of them. It isn't that we have to be them. It is sure. that we should we should um allow our hearts to emulate. Yes. Theirs. Yes. To and be in that spirit. And going along with that too, like if you are if your family is in a difficult situation, if you're really struggling right about mm-hmm. now, this is a really great time for us to remind you yet again yeah. that our faith community is part of the body of Christ. And right. You should you should definitely surround yourself and invite other people to be there and support you mm-hmm. and be part of that village that continues to kind of walk with you and, and mm-hmm. to walk with others too if you're in a place where you can do that. Absolutely. And also that it's okay to get help, right? Like if your family is in a situation where it's just hard, Yes. There is no shame in getting help because sometimes that's what holiness requires of us. Even Mary and Joseph had help, mm-hmm. whether it was from the angels, whether it was from the community. They were not in isolation for most of their life. Yeah, I mean, that. I think that's really something that's hard for us to wrap our heads around mm-hmm. in 2023, where we live in such a like individual-based right. world, especially here in Metro Detroit, mm-hmm. where everybody has a car. So yeah. we don't even really do community transportation very well, no. right? So the idea that Mary and Joseph raised Jesus in a community right. where everybody was part of everybody's family <laughs> right. in one way or talk another. About, like, talk about like everybody being in everybody's business. Yes, exactly. That that was a very real experience for them. And that was right. Jesus's reality growing up as a child was that he right. had this huge extended family of sorts mm-hmm. um, that our kids might not have the opportunity to experience, but that we can surround ourselves with other families in our community, yes. in our church, in our schools. And that's, that's the communion he invites us into. Amen. Right. That is the body of Christ. It is regardless of what that looks like, it's going to look dysfunctional because all families are on this side of heaven, <laughs> right? But we are all part of that one body. Yeah. Regardless of our role, regardless of our health, we are all part of that one body. Yeah. And yeah. we're all invited to partake in that. Yeah. So this Christmas season is a really good time to extend out your celebration, mm-hmm. have an epiphany party. I love bring a good epiphany over, party. Bless your years. homes. Yes. Bless your homes. Bless your homes. Invite people over. Have a yeah. have a house blessing caravan, if you will, you know, <laughs> if it doesn't snow a blizzard that, that week. <laughs> but also, as we're talking about that extended community, 
it's an opportunity for us to surround ourselves with people who can help to speak that truth and goodness into our spouses and our children when maybe we can't because whatever reason. Yeah. Maybe we are just angry and we need to go take that somewhere. Sure. Or you know what, maybe we're struggling. But to be able to surround ourselves with people who have that same vision, have that same docility to the spirit. Yes. Who can speak life into those places where we might not be able to when we encounter those things that make it hard for us to hear and see God in what they are doing or in our life, that we have people who speak that life into us. Yes. And and I think um I think some of you might be hearing this and thinking that this sounds kind of difficult. Like maybe I don't know a lot of Catholic mm-hmm. people or um maybe I only know a few and we don't see eye to eye on something, you know, right. like politics or I'm not even going to go nope, to nope. all those other divisive Shh. things, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like there are yeah. some things where people might disagree. Right. And, and I just want to say this, this is actually kind of going back to like my, my gratitude jar mm-hmm. earlier is that I've had the gift of being able to go to a lot of these communities this year and talk with moms groups yeah. and small groups and, and engaged couples and married couples. And one thing that I noticed time and time again and really, if we were to look back on how many people listen to each of these episodes, we'd see it too, that what families are really seeking right now, what they're mm-hmm. really craving, isn't necessarily that everybody they surround themselves with be like this super holy, excellent Catholic who does all the Catholic things. Well, that sounds overwhelming, I'm right? not gonna lie. What they really want is yeah. just someone else who knows how hard it is to get their kid to eat their vegetables. Right, or how, or how hard- difficult it is to go through the two-year sleep digression, oh, regression, right? right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, or even like, how hard it is when you're trying to be a good Catholic family, but your kid is, you know, a teenager and they just really don't want to pray every night. Yeah, but there's there's and like that's this, okay. Yeah, but there's like that there's a human element to that, right? right? It's just parenting teenagers in general. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> so Absolutely. I, it's people who are in the thick of it with you. Yeah. So I think that I think that's what we really want you yeah. to to think on and and to be seeking when you're looking for those those Absolutely. other families to support you is like it doesn't have to be that you agree on everything. No. Or that they're the perfect role model even. Just nope. that you're all willing to walk with each other. Absolutely. And I think too, like sometimes there is this fear that if we really share what's going on, that somehow our Catholic card's going to be taken away. Sure. Right. And I can't tell you over my many years of ministry, how many times it has come up that somebody, one person will be vulnerable enough to share. And like 10 other people are like, oh my gosh, really? Right. And it's what I think it was C.S. Lewis, right? That said, what? You too? I thought I was the only one. And that's like the basis for the beginning of friendship. Amen. Is that shared experience. And we all have that shared experience. And so I would even encourage you as we are honoring the unique gifts and spirituality of our spouses and our children and building that extended village to maybe ignore the things that are divisive. Just completely look for the shared experience. Exactly. Look for the shared experience. Yeah. And then finally, I think one of the things that the Holy Family does so well and that maybe I fall apart a little bit <laughs> when these things happen to me is don't be afraid of of the difficult situations, the difficult conversations. You know, trusting that our children and our spouses are known and loved by God, that he's present in the hardest moments we are living right now, um, I think is so important because yes. it's really easy to to kind of like walk away from our faith or distance ourselves from our faith when things are getting really complicated or we're feeling super stressed and be like, well, I, I don't I don't have time to pray or I don't have time to go to adoration or I don't have time to to take this time out and go to Bible study, whatever it is. It's so easy to let that be the thing that falls away because life is hard. Oh, 100%. And how important it is that 
that that's all the more reason why we should be making that time um, and, and to enter into those conversations with our spouses and with our children um, through this lens of like, God is here right now. Absolutely. Even, yeah. 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 And that's just it too. And I think the other encouragement with that is not being afraid that God has turned his back. Mm-hmm. Like I think there are many of us and our listeners and those that we minister with who have children or family members maybe that are not engaged in the faith. And to remember that no matter what our disposition is, God's heart is always for us. God is always with us in and through all of that. Yes. And to trust, to trust and to offer that to him. Mm-hmm. You know, find a saintly best friend for that that kid or that family member that just is not having it. And to be patient. You know, God doesn't, he's not looking for the fruit right now. Sometimes we're just planting seeds. Sure. And to remember that there's a season for everything. And I think that's the other thing that has come through in all this ministry work too, is don't be afraid of the hard stuff because it doesn't last. It's usually just for a season. It's yes. not forever. Yes. So our challenge for you this week is really, and really into this coming year, into 2024, is to take all of these thoughts to heart and and to continue to weave this Sunday experience into your weeks. Use 52sundays.com 2024. Um, look to the Holy Family yeah. for encouragement and inspiration to do that. So if you haven't already been using 52sundays.com on a regular basis, I would mm-hmm. encourage you to pick one thing. Yeah, Maybe it's just the prayer. And maybe it's not every week, but yeah. look at it every week yeah. at maybe, the very least. Yeah, maybe it's the prayer, maybe it's the recipe, maybe it's the questions, you know, mm-hmm. and, and pick a day that's not Sunday right? to, to kind of continue to weave that through. Yeah. And yeah. lest you think that in reflecting on the Holy Family, we're looking for perfection. We are not. We are not. What's good enough is good enough. It's good enough. And let's remember, they lost Jesus. Yes. So let's we're go gonna, all the way back right, to the first episode. What we talk about <laughs> me losing my son. Yes. <laughs> so just remember, because they were holy does not mean that they were completely humanly perfect, other than Mary, because she didn't sin. Mm-hmm. But you know. You know what I'm saying. What we're doing is entrusting our family to the Lord. Yes. Just as they did. Well, this is the last time. This is it. And I get to say this. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Beyond Sunday. We are so grateful to have had the opportunity to share this year with you, exploring how we can weave the Sunday experience into our everyday lives and create domestic churches that share the gospel by the way we live. You can find all our episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for the time being, you can reach us at beyondsunday at aod.org. This episode of Beyond Sunday has been brought to you by Assumption University in Windsor, Ontario, one of Canada's most historic Catholic institutes of higher learning, tracing its origins to 1857. Learn more about their online graduate diploma in Catholic studies by going to assumptionu.ca or follow them on Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, or Instagram.